Welcome, Traveler, to the Inn at the Edge of Greenwood, a cozy roleplay podcast where adventurers from many realms come to tell their tales. You won't find any dice rolls or TTRPG mechanics here, just good old-fashioned make-believe and storytelling. We hope you enjoy your stay, and if you do, that you let us know with a review. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's grab something hot to drink and listen to a story. Dear friend, I hope you've been well. I recently came down with a bit of illness that left me in bed for a week. Thankfully, mother and sister were there to run things and keep the inn in good condition. Now that I'm feeling myself again, I've been trying to catch up on some projects that I'd fallen behind on. The roof to the stables needs mending, as do the front window shutters. But today's story. Today's story took me completely by surprise. It will certainly be one that is a landmark in this book, and one that has left me in deep thought and reflection. The Inn at the Edge of Greenwood, Chapter 5, The Color of Compassion. As you are traveling on the road, the day that you were greeted with is a little chilly. It is late autumn and traditionally kind of past harvest time when the winds are starting to get that little bit of winter's bite just starting to come into them. You pull a a cloak around yourself a little tighter in order to kind of stave against uh, the, the biting winds. You feel like you've lost your bearings just a little bit. It's it's a familiar enough road, but but sometime between yesterday's travel and camping and, and this morning, the terrain feels a little off and you're a little little discombobulated. Nevertheless, it, you know it's a it's a new area that you've been walking in, so you're not really you know don't make much of it, and you continue walking. Eventually, you start to hear distant sounds of. Some, what sounds like some sort of little marketplace. You hear people going back and forth. You hear carts and wagons. Uh, and as you round a corner uh, through this little path that's been cut through the forest, you do see the, the wood kind of clear out. There's a small hill with a large inn at the top of it. And down kind of to the left and, and, and a little bit you know down past that hill, you do see a marketplace. Uh, very small. You don't see a ton of like permanent structures. Uh, it doesn't even seem to be a fully-fledged town, for, per se, but, but some sort of gathering of, of people who live and work in this area. And the inn itself is quite large, fieldstone around the bottom, wood paneling up the top. It's about two or three stories large. There's a stables out back that you can see. And it, for sure, is some sort of permanent structure. You don't see a name for the town. You don't see a name for the inn. You just see a... Small wooden sign with a green pine tree painted on it that kind of hangs and swings a little bit out front. I cock my head a little bit and look at the look at the sign. I think it's weird that there's no words on it, but it's freaking cold, so she's going to go inside. Okay, you walk up, and are you currently wearing any sort of hood or hat or anything like that? 
She would have been um, when she was outside since it was cold and the wind was blowing. So she would have had her hood up. But as soon as she stepped into the warm interior of the inn, she would have uh, pulled it back. So as you begin to step up, you, you pass a couple of different people who are walking and, and they don't really give you any, any mind. You're just another traveler on the road. You walk up to the front door of this inn, up the little ramp that is that is kind of built there for it. You open the door. And immediately you're greeted with warmth. And it's a nice change of temperature from the biting cold outside. There is a large roaring fire that's going on uh, to the left of the hall. And it is a kind of a large open banquet hall style place with big vaulted ceilings, wooden beams up top. And on the right hand side, there is an L-shaped bar. You see maybe a half dozen to eight different people scattered throughout the tables at the moment. A couple halflings, a couple gnomes, a human or two. But as you pull your hood back, the whole room goes silent. And all that's left is the crackling of the fire. Would you like to describe, please, what everyone sees? Sure. So everyone would see as soon as um, she puts her her hood back is she's an elf. She's got the pointy ears. Um, her long blonde hair is very scraggly and uh, it's messy. She's got some dirt smudges on her face. Um, bright, bright, bright blue eyes. And she uh, the the another thing that I suppose would be strange about her is that her skin is purple. She is a purple elf. Um, and, but she's just, she's gotten so used to it. She's just looking around at everybody like, what? They look back and they don't break the gaze. Everybody continues to stare at you very awkwardly. And you hear a little bit of conversation from some back room, just kind of two people talking in a kitchen and all of a sudden kind of walking out from the back, wearing simple clothes and an apron over the front, uh, is a young man with, you know, kind of a, a thin build and, medium brown hair, brown eyes. And he's kind of carrying a, a, a tray of plates out to the bar and he stops and sees you and juggles the plates a little bit and he doesn't say anything. It's like you people have never seen an elf before. Um, if I go back to your drinks, the innkeeper says. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. And he he continues to kind of look at you while he puts the plates away. And then kind of, you know, not breaking gaze, stands up, wipes his hands clean. Uh, welcome. Um, there's a coat rack there if you'd like. And can I get you a, a drink, my friend? Oh, thanks. Um, so I will um, unfasten the buckle and I'll hang it up. Um, she's just wearing like really, really faded, patched, just simple clothes. She does have like a, a blue shawl, blue and green patched shawl that she likes to like wear around herself. But other, her tunic is like beige. Her pants are like a like a, a forest green kind of thing. Her boots are brown, just very neutral. But then the bright shawl that's around her. And as she, so she'll go and she'll hang up her cloak and then she'll kind of like, just like skip over the bar and just be like, I had this thing once. It was chocolate and it was hot. You got anything like that? Um, it was delightful. L <laughs> I guess let me check uh, if you would just wait here a moment. Sure. Okay. And the innkeeper kind of turns and heads back to the, to the kitchen. The place is dead silent. Everyone is still like at the innkeeper's request. They kind of turned away, but like you look and everybody's like doing the thing where they're looking over their shoulder or trying to trying to get a peek. No one's talking at the moment. All right. 
Yes, I'm purple. Yes, I'm an elf. Anybody want to ask any questions? I'm here before my drink arrives. Better get out of the way now, because it's just rude to be staring like this. No one pipes up with a question. Everybody kind of turns and goes back, and you start to hear little bits of muttering as they continue conversations very quietly to each other at this point. Cool. Guess not, then. She'll sit down at the bar if there's like a stool or something. There's stools around the outside, so you take a seat and kind of wait, drumming your fingers on the on the bar top, looking around, catching an eye every once in a while as someone tries to sneak a glance again. <laughs> and every time I catch an eye, I just make the face like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> After a moment, uh, a few moments, the innkeeper does return and he is carrying a, a kind of thick wooden mug and you see some steam rising out of it and he goes um hot cocoa that's the one thankfully mother knew uh knew the recipe so here you are my friend thank you very much this smells delicious you're gonna have to forgive um my 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 patrons and and perhaps even myself um how are you in the kingdom well i actually don't know I was just out for a walk, it was really warm, and then all of a sudden something happened, and then it was really cold, and I, here I am. Oh, okay. His shoulders kind of like ease a little bit, and like there's like this obvious tension that disappears from his body. Is it a problem that I'm here? No, no, not at all. Welcome, welcome, um, welcome to the inn at the edge of Greenwood. Um, you see, the... the <laughs> This is a strange world where I can some, see that sometimes the boundaries between different realities shift a little bit and people find themselves on our roads that wouldn't normally be here. You're there are no elves in this kingdom. Oh, so they actually haven't seen an elf. They I I I, I didn't even know that elves were 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 purple. Um they're, I, they're not. This this is an accident. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, no. To be to be honest, other than drawings um, and sketches, you are the first elf that probably anyone, including myself, in this town has ever laid eyes on. He sticks his hand out to to shake yours. I take it very heartily and just shake it. Ella's my name. Well, it's actually Lorian, but there's too many letters, so I shortened it to Ella. Oh, I'm, I'm the innkeeper here, and, and I, I just want to say, he has not actually let go of your hand yet. He's still shaking it. I, I just want to say that even though, you, please for, forgive our, our awkwardness, I am, I am very glad to meet you. Thank you. And it's, it's, it's comforting to hear that this world is kind of strange, so I thought it was me that did it, because that's happened before. You've jumped to other existences. Yeah, but not on purpose. I... I am a magical sort of being, and it, but sometimes it gets a little out of control, hence the purple. I was blue first, now oh, purple. See, I didn't know the elves were blue. That's, no, that's they're, incredible. They're not, no, my skin was pale my whole life, and then it, my magic did its stupid thing, and then I was blue, now I'm purple. It's the whole thing. That's a tale. I'm, I'm sure. He kind of looks around, and again, people are still trying to, like, catch glances, and, like, you're getting some dirty looks as well. Like, people are just, like, scowling in your direction. And finally, the innkeeper's like, he turns and he goes, 
enough. If you don't like it, get out. Yeah, stop your scowling as I scowl right back. And three of them pick themselves up and walk out of the bar. The others kind of stop looking so much and go back to their business. Sorry about that. This is, it's not just that there aren't elves here. It's that they're all up in the in the northern lands and there's there's a reason they're not in our kingdom. There's been wars and fighting oh. for, for generations and... It, it it was it was decades ago, but the, some of those bad feelings get passed down. I can understand that. Should I leave? Is it making people uncomfortable? I can leave. You know what? This is a place where, if someone's uncomfortable with someone else just because of who they are, then then that's the person who needs to leave, not you. I like that theory. That's a great a great thing to live by. Well. My father and grandfather built this inn, and, and they wanted it to be a place where anyone was welcome. And I'm, I'll be damned if I don't, <laughs> if I don't hold to that the first time uh, I have someone like yourself come, come in and, and be a guest. Well, I feel very welcomed, if not by them, by you. So thank you. Can I get you anything else to, to drink or eat? There, oh, we have, well, and he gets like really excited for a minute. He's like, we have elven bourbon. Oh, great. <laughs> And he like kind of goes and like he's like grinning and he like gets a a, a little kind of small glass and and uh, like a little shot glass and, and a small brown bottle pops it open and go, 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 pours you shot. He's like, here you go. Thank you. Um, she'll kind of look at it, and she's a she's not a huge drinker, but he seems really really excited that he had something that was relating to her. So she'll be polite. And she'll, like, take a swig and pull a face and just, that's great. Oh, that's that's great. And it is <clears throat> simultaneously incredibly sweet and smooth and just about some of the strongest alcohol you've ever tasted as well. Wow. I do like sweet things, so got that right. Well, good. Well, here's the bottle if you if you want more. Oh, no, that, no that's, that's good. Oh. I think I don't want to overdo it, you know. Oh, oh sure, sure. Not too yeah. much. Plugs it up, puts it away. Well, where did you, if you don't mind my asking, if, if you're not from, from these lands, where are you from? Well, I'm from a land called Elusaria, and more specifically, I'm from a place called Tradeport. And that's actually where I just was. And I was with my best friend, Ren, and my other friends, uh, Linabel and Sylvester. And then we all kind of just we're running some errands, you know, and I was walking with Ren and I, you know, saw, saw something I just had to have and I got really excited and then this happened. So now I uh, need to cut and figure out how to get back there because Ren's probably wondering where the heck I am. That unfortunately is the part I can't help you with. It That's seems- That's unfortunate. It seems to be somewhat random how people come and go. Uh, when they're not from this this plane. Well, maybe I'll have some sort of surge, and it'll it'll boot me right back. So surge, what what does that mean? My magic, as I was talking you telling you before, it does this thing where it goes a little out of control. It's nothing I can handle, although clearly it just you know purple. Um, but sometimes it just does things unexpected. Dangerous things? He's kind of like taking a half step back and looking around his place. Only sometimes. Oh, 
Um, not not in a long while though. Okay. If I if I feel it getting out of control, I'll leave. Don't worry. I mean, just maybe until you know whatever happens happens, and it's it, I just cleaned. <laughs> no worries. I the last the last time I made a mess of something, I helped clean it up. So if that happens, I promise I'll help you clean. Uh, that's fair, and that's uh that, that's the honorable approach, I'd imagine. So so what is it that you do? You're a magic user. You must you must be some sort of adventurer. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, actually, just uh, help solve a mystery in trade. Put help solve the murder mystery. <gasps> Uncovered a lot of things that I didn't like. Haven't really thought about that since since. But the murder mystery, we solved it, and I put it all together, and I was very proud of myself. Do you, <laughs> would you want to tell the story? Well. I don't know that I want to relive, you know, give all the details of the people involved, you know, oh, sure. com confidentiality and all that. But there is one story that I do love that came out of that whole adventure. I could tell you that one if you want. Well, sure. And he kind of like there's like a little stool behind the bar that he kind of pulls up and scrapes along the wood and he kind of sits down and just has this big <laughs> goofy grin on his face as he's and he's like he's right here in the moment. All right. Well, as I said before. Bren is my best friend. He's a soldier, doesn't really talk much. And if you ask him, we're not best friends, but don't listen to him, we're really best friends. Is he an elf like you? No, 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 he's not. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's human. So where you come from, the, the elves and humans aren't, uh, aren't at war? No, I think they were at one point, but they're not anymore. But I think there's definitely people who don't like elves, specific kind of elves. My specific kind of elf. That's mm. all old details. Anyway, Ren, my best friend, great guy. Well, we were working on the mystery, and we had a long day of detectiving and and investigating. And so, we went to an inn, kind of like this one for the night. Now, I had just turned myself blue earlier that day. And at first, I was kind of upset about it. But then I was like, you know, it was kind of fun. I've never been blue before. Blue is my favorite color. I just roll with it. So we go into this inn. And much like when I came in here, everybody was staring at me. And I was like, you know, that's understandable. I'm blue. And then one of my surges happened. And bubbles, kink bubbles start coming out of my mouth that's happened a lot before it just happened kept coming out and everybody started laughing at me just and I, it was I'd already been laughed at for being blue and I'd gotten over it but then now I was blue with bubbles coming out of my mouth so I just I just ran out of there oh now Ren my best friend followed me out a couple minutes later he saw me I was very upset against the wall just just not wanting to go back in and he was saying that they're the ones that should be, you know, ashamed for the way that they acted. And, you know, I was just in a in not a great place. People have been laughing at me my whole life and I've been making mistakes and these surges have been happening all the time. And it just just felt like I couldn't do anything right. And to show that... Uh, I don't know, to show that he 
believed in me, I guess, or just to reassure me that I wasn't a huge failure. He used some of his own magic and he turned himself blue so that I wouldn't <laughs> be the only blue one. And that really meant a lot to me and that's why he's my best friend because he does things like that. And it's not it's not often. He doesn't do things like that all the time. You got you got to really look for him. And so together we went in, both blue, and the rest of the night was wonderful. It's amazing what the support of a good friend will do. Absolutely. And it sounds like no matter how much of a fight he puts up about it, he does care for you. He does. That's why we're best friends. So how do you turn purple, if you don't mind my asking? Oh, not at all. Was I'd it another one of your magical no, surges? No, this was a bad judge of, there's a bad decision made on my part. We went and saw this crazy old priest uh, when uh, we were following a lead on a murder that we were trying to solve. And we went to this priest and I was desperate for a way to not be blue because I just, it, people kept staring at me. I didn't like it. So I wanted to go back to my, my, the way I looked before. Well, this priest brought out this little bottle of a red potion of some sort. And he said, when, when the sun is the highest, take a drink. And I was like, oh, right, that sounds a little cryptic, but whatever. So when it was, the, we walked around a little more after we visited him and the sun was at its highest point. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna drink this. I'm gonna drink this. It's gonna turn me not blue and everything's gonna go back to the way that it was. And everybody tried to be like, I don't think that's a good idea. I was like, no, it's a good idea. So I drank it and it turned me purple because blue and red together make purple. So there we have it. Be a little more careful next time I come across something like that. You can almost see him doing like mental gymnastics and he's like, sorry, I'm trying to figure out what color potion you'd need to get back to normal now that you're purple. Yeah. I don't Ooh, think that it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be another potion. I think it's going to have to be some magic, but not my kind of magic, because I could, you know, blow the whole place up. Well, for for what it's worth, I've again, I've never met an elf before, but but I think purple suits you. Well, thank you, friend. Can I get you another drink or another cocoa or something to eat? Uh, what you have for pastries? I like. I have a sweet tooth. I think I got something for you. Any. Ducks in the back, comes back pretty quickly. He's got this scone that has like a bit of blueberry jam on top and little bit of like frosting drizzled across. And he's it's got on a little wooden plate. And he slides it across to you. Well, this is just perfect. I love blueberries. I actually had a huge uh, pastry back in Tradeport and I had blueberries on it. So this makes me think of this. This is perfect. How did how'd you know? And she starts to eat it. He kind of continues doing his work, but but keeps like finding reasons to circle back and like work near you or ask you another question for quite some time. And after a little while, um, he does kind of, uh, are you are you planning on staying the night? Can I get you a room? Well, I would like to try and get back to Tradeport, but I don't think that's going to happen tonight. So, yeah, if you got an extra room, that'd be great. For sure, yes. And he goes and kind of pulls up this little book and opens it up, writes uh, your name down, pulls a little key out, shows you uh, upstairs to 
near the end of the hallway. Uh, there's room 12 here. And if you need anything at all, please just let me know. We'll have, uh, we'll have breakfast in the morning as well. Well, thank you, Mr. Innkeeper. You've been very hospitable. Well, you're welcome. Um, again, I'm sorry for the reception that you had. It's, nah, it's all right. I'm used to it. Well, you shouldn't have to be. And he kind of gives you a nod and, and heads downstairs. Uh, you find yourself in a small but cozy room with a, 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 a small, simple bed, a uh, little chest at the end of it for, for personal belongings. There's a wash basin and a, and a kind of almost like a brass mirror is a small side table with a candle on it and a chair as well. Awesome. Um, I'll go and sit down in front of the mirror and just kind of like finger comb my hair and just look at my purple self in the mirror and having a belly full of hot cocoa and a beautiful blueberry scone. She's, she's despite where she is, not knowing where she is, she's, she's pretty happy for the moment. Going with the flow. Going with the flow. That's what Ella does. Goes with the flow. <laughs> you have a very restful night's sleep. And in the morning, the smell of oatmeal and bacon and coffee Hits your, hits your nostrils as they are cooking up a storm down in the kitchen. Oh, I don't want to miss this. And she'll gather up all her stuff and go downstairs. You head down. There are a few people, uh, new people in the, in the inn as well. And they do kind of, again, start and look at you, but then immediately kind of like go back to what they're doing. And you can see the, the innkeeper behind the bar, like giving them a look. And you <laughs> get the idea that he prepped everybody that you were here and to not make a scene. Um, well, they're learning. Uh, slowly but surely. <laughs> Did you have a nice, uh, a nice restful night? Wonderful. You know, when I sleep really good, I end up with my head at the feet of the bed and my feet at the head of the bed. That's only when I'm really comfortable and when I sleep really, really deep. And that happened. So I, it was so comfortable and I really appreciate all that you did. Well, that, that's great to hear. Um, here, and he kind of sets a, a plate of breakfast before you. Um, and he, he, he apologizes. He starts saying, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'd love to stay and chat more, but I have, there's a lot going on oh, yeah. out and back course, at the moment. Of course. So you have your um, work to do. No worries. Don't let me if, keep you. If, if you, if you end up staying longer, I'd love to chat more, but if not, um, best of luck on the road and, and thank you for, for your story and for the, well, it was a good reminder to me of compassion and that, the importance of that. Well, thank you, Mr. Innkeeper, for being so kind and let me stay here for the night and for reminding me that everyone is welcome. That may be the case here, but you, to be honest, you, you're, you're going to want to put that hood up when you leave. Well, um, this I, is... Yeah, figured. The, the land is, is still very, um, unfortunately, very inhospitable to, to those they don't understand. All right. No worries. Thanks for the heads up. Gives you a nod and, and disappears in the back. He doesn't come back. Um, he is busy with his work. Uh, other people, again, you know, don't, don't really engage you in conversation, except for one young gnome girl who seems to have found her way into the inn at some point. And she does tug on your, on your shirt. Actually, that shawl that you had uh, mm. wrapped around you, she, she tugs on that at one point. Excuse me. Oh, hello, friend. My name's Ruby. Hello, Ruby. I'm Ella. Nice to meet you. Why are you purple? <laughs> it's a funny color, isn't it? 
I accidentally turned myself purple. Well, first I turned myself blue, and then it was. And I tell her the whole story that I told uh, that I told the innkeeper before. And she kind of looks and looks, and then as soon as you're done telling the story, she goes, "Purple is my favorite color." Okay, bye. And she turns around and <laughs> runs out the door. <laughs> nice to meet you. You don't get a response. She's already out of your shot. <laughs> I love kids. <laughs> The morning begins to eke by, and uh, it is starting to get closer to noon, and you, you feel like you probably should be getting on the road to make some time. Right, so I'll uh, push the dishes to the side. I'll take out a couple of coins and lay them next to it. Um, and then I'll go, and I will uh, get my cloak from the hook that I hung it up before. I'll put it on, and before I put the hood back up to cover my pointy ears, I'll turn back to the room and... Just talking to nobody in particular and just saying, well, tell everyone you know you just met an elf and that she was awesome. You're welcome. And she can put the hood up and then <laughs> head out the door. You see them all kind of like, like as soon as you address them, they turn and look. And, and as soon as you say, you know, tell them that she was awesome. They, well, okay, okay. <laughs> they, right. they like nod in agreement. <laughs> like <laughs> You make your way through and eventually back onto the road, continuing the direction you came, hoping for some sort of surge, some sort of change to bring you back. And that night, as you're bedding down and making what camp you can out on the road, you use a little bit of magic to light a fire. And you begin to feel a familiar pulse. Oh, shit. There we go. What can I say other than meeting Ella was one of the most eye-opening moments of my life? In a country that teaches its children that elves are to be feared and never trusted, how can that be justified when Ella was one of the kindest people I have ever met? How can we look at an entire people and call them evil when we've never even met them? Yes, there were wars in the past, but were we blameless in those? I think not. I hope for her sake she finds her way home safely. I hope for all our sakes we see her face again. Till then. Yeah.